Y'all know I can actually move like that, right? We just thought it'd be funny if we put my head on somebody else that can move like I can. Um, Listen, I'm so excited for Impact Awards. Today is the last day to register if you have not registered. Um, it's going to be a super fun time. It's happening on February 26th. So if you're 16 years and older um, and you served with us last year, get signed up. I'm, Pastor Darian has got some things that he's bringing to the table that you do not want to miss out on. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. Again, uh, today's the last day to register. If you didn't get a mail invite, uh, talk to your Dream Team coach um, or your department head and they'll, they'll help you get registered. But well, we like to have some fun around here, and uh, if this is your first time, welcome to Your Place Church. Uh, we're glad that you guys are, are joining us. Um, we got some connection cards in the back of the room. You can turn them in at, at the information desk in the lobby, and uh, we'll give you a free something-something um, for joining us today. And uh, like I said, we, we, we enjoy having fun, and uh, I, I've, I've heard some people say it. I've heard Kenny Chesney say it, and uh, not, not personally, just over the radio, and uh, he, he, he talks about, you know, we all want to go to heaven, but we don't want to go now. What's he saying is we want a relationship with Jesus, but for a lot of us, we don't want to sacrifice fun in order to gain that relationship. Um, but what we believe here is, is you can have a relationship with Jesus and still have fun. And come on, somebody, and you can remember it the next day. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and really, we believe that um, true joy is actually when you, when you tap into what God has for you. Like, that's when you actually experience what, what true joy is. And, and, uh, and so we created a, a class. I don't want to call it class because a lot of y'all skipped class. Um, I just don't have another word for it. But we created something called Compass. It's actually happening next service. And, and it's designed to help you um, figure out what God has placed in you so that you can experience um, that true joy that we're talking about. And uh, it ha- there's, it's a two-part series. So today's part one. Next week will be part two. But I encourage you to be a part of it. Um, our team spent some time reworking it, and, and it's there for you. It's, it's there to help you figure out um, what God's placed in you, the giftings that God's placed in you, and, and then how you can find fulfillment by, by joining the Dream Team. And, and uh, listen, we believe that this is the way we say it around here. It's, it's our mission statement, but um, we, we exist because we want to help reach, connect, and equip people to live what they believe. We, we, we see it as a four-step um, spiritual journey. You know, you got to come in, you find a relationship with Jesus, you connect to the heart of the church through Compass, um, then you get equipped in life groups to live this life out for God, and then that step four is you live what you believe. You know, a true belief isn't, isn't claiming to believe something, it's embodying it within our life. And, and we believe that happens by, by serving on the dream team, by showing up to Wednesday night prayer, which is happening this Wednesday. Come on, somebody. I'm excited about prayer this Wednesday. 7 p.m. It's going to be a good time. Um, I'd like to invite you guys out. And, uh, and, and we're going to continue on with our, our, our series, this, this planted series. And anybody enjoying the series? I know I've been enjoying it. It's, uh, it's been a great series so far. We're going we're gonna to continue the conversation of being planted. Today's part six, and, and we're titling this Planted in Community. Planted in Community. And I know you're like, what is going on with the living room sets? I got my coffee mug out. We're going to have a conversation today. And, and I've actually got a couple of friends that are going to co- join me for this conversation. Would you put your hands together and welcome Katie and Jamie Ortega? Oh, come on. Come on. Has to get her coffee because it's a conversation. Welcome to our living room. 
Uh, Katie and Jamie recently just stepped onto the Your Place Church staff as our life group directors, and uh, we're, we're excited to have them on board. Fun story for you real quick before we dive into some things. Um, my wife and I, we decided to host a hot drink party to end the fast a couple weeks ago. You're like, what's a hot drink party? It's, it's teas, coffees, um, apple cider, uh, hot chocolate. And, and we said, hey, we'll provide the hot drinks. If you guys want to bring food, feel free. No pressure. Just feel free. Katie and Jamie showed up with five catering pans of food. They walked in, and I'm like, what you got there? It was pizza rolls, mini corn dogs, chicken nuggets, oh, yeah, and a platter of shrimp, crab legs, and lobster tails. <laughs> Y'all didn't know mini corn dogs and lobster tails went together. Come on, you take a bite of pizza roll and then a bite of shrimp, you just made your own pizza roll. We, got sh- we had shrimp pizza rolls happening out there. Um, but it was, it was fun. You guys can keep your cute little charcuterie boards. We're more of the smorgasbord kind of people. And... Uh, <laughs> But we're going to have some fun today, and I've asked them just to share a quick two-minute version of really their story and what God's done in their life. So, Jamie, take it away. So, for those of you that don't know, my name is Jamie Ortega. I've been going to YPC for probably about three years now. Um, Love it here. It's an amazing community. Uh, There's been tons of support. a lot of you know me, know me, have known me before church, during church, you know, I'm, full disclosure, I'm in a motorcycle club. Um, so just proof that it, just because you don't look like your typical Christian, like, I still worship God. I stand here front and center doing worship on Sundays, you know, and Saturdays I might be on my bike in full leathers just out in, out in the cold. You know, it, God doesn't care who you are, like, he's going to find a purpose for you. Um, I have two wonderful children, one of which is right over there. Uh, the other one's sitting right in front of him. <laughs> he's my adopted one, and the other one is working. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, okay, um, my name is Katie, and I've been going to YPC for 10, forever, <laughs> since the beginning of time. Um, I started not long after the church launched. Um, I started in children's, which is odd if you know me now. Um, <laughs> and then I moved up to youth, and I did youth ministry for a really, really long time. Um, we moved away for a little bit, and I moved back, and I took... Um, what we like to call sabbatical. Um, For about three years, God and I were kind of on a break. Um, (laughs) And then God was like, hey, you done playing now? Like, it's time to come home. And so um, our son, who's actually working, was was coming to youth, and he was like, hey, you guys will really like this next series. You know it's a relationship series, so you guys should really come. And so I was like, okay, well, those, yeah, I know those people. This guy was like, "Ah." All right, set, he, he literally sat right in that chair where Allison's at with his arms crossed during worship, everybody's standing, not this guy, he's just sitting, and so um, then we just kind of got more involved, he loves to sing, he got on the worship team, and I knew like once he like found his group of people, um, it would be better, so um, we did youth ministry for a really long time, our house is full of teenagers, 
Um, and then we just, a lot of smelly feet, yeah. Um, so gross. <laughs> um, so we just kind of felt like God was like, okay, like this, this season of your life is done, like let's move on. And so we decided to start leading a marriage life group. Um, and that's kind of what we do now. We just lead life groups and yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. So if you would tell us, how would you define what community looks like and, and, and why is it important? Um, so there's tons of scripture in the Bible about community. Um, you can go on for hours on it, but I think one of the ones that sticks out to me the most, and I'm, I am not like memorize the Bible, spit out scripture kind of person. Like I, I can paraphrase and stuff, so bear with me if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> but in I think Acts chapter two, I was reading, um, it talks about how we're all the body of Christ. Uh, and if one part suffers, we all suffer together. And if one part triumphs, we all triumph together. And, um, I think that's what our, our life groups are trying to achieve here as a, as a church, as a community. We, we want to be a church of life groups, not just a church with life groups. Um, and you'll find if you haven't joined a life group yet and you think it's just a bunch of people doing a Bible study, uh, you're kind of right, but also way off the mark. Um, it's about so much more than just reading the Bible and understanding, and it's about building relationships with each other and coming together and standing, standing together through everything. Um, that you go through in life, like, I can't be thankful enough for the church. Uh, my grandmother passed away a week ago yesterday. Um, I reached out just simply for prayers uh, to the staff members, to my life group members, my, my brothers that I went through freedom with, and there was just an amazing outpour of prayer and faith and support from this church, from this community. Um, love you, too. <laughs> Uh, and it's humbling to realize how many people actually care about you and love you because um, you don't realize the amount of lives that you touch just coming to church on Sunday and interacting with people. Yeah. I think um, the biggest thing is, too, is no one's going to walk through the – I mean, if you were new here, did you walk through the front door and say, oh, that group of people, I'm going to go talk to them? No, you did not. I mean, I'm pretty outgoing, and I still didn't do that. So when you step off the little ledge a little bit and find a group from the rendezvous, like, okay, these people might be, you know, fun. Or I'm new, and you went and talked to Sam and Craig because they're doing Fresh Start, which is kind of like the beginning, um, just kind of teaching you, okay, what's this life all about? That's where it starts. Um, I have been doing life groups for probably three or four seasons, just different ones. Um, Virtue is probably one of my favorites. Um, and then we lead a, a marriage life group that we started three or four seasons ago. And we still do life with those people on a daily. Um, we're in group messages. When something happens, those are the people that we turn to. And those are the people that we reach out to that we know are right there standing with us. So and we have a lot of fun and we eat a lot of snacks, so. Always good, always good. Tell us, tell us some uh, stories of really how, like, you've seen community just rally together. I mean, uh, we, were, we were talking the other night and um, just of different occasions through your life groups where uh, it just seemed like there's hard times and then the community just came through in, in, in Portland, which, I mean, Jamie, you said a little bit ago, you know, with your, 
Um, Grandma passing away and, and the church picking you up, but what are some stories that you guys have heard of, of life change and community just rallying together? Um, probably, in, probably my virtue group that we, we just have stayed in contact. Um, we just have a, a, a group chat when something happens. Um, there's, there's so many, gosh. Um, we get random ones. Hey, my kid's, you know, going through this, and I just really need somebody to, to stand with us in prayer. You know, they're starting a new school, and it's a whole different area, and, and that's when it, you know, just comes in, or marriage life groups. We've had them come in in separate cars, not speaking, and by the time they leave, you know, they remember. So, I mean, it doesn't matter how you come in. And it, at our house, it's... Listen, I'm pretty sure that our life groups are the best. No offense. Because um, we have really good snacks. But we don't care. That's, that's probably why. That's where but it starts. I don't care if you come in in your sweats and your slippers. Because we're just going to sit around the living room and talk about Jesus and watch some videos and laugh and eat food. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It doesn't have to be perfect. Nobody's going to look how what's underneath the couch or, you know, the laundry that's piled all up my stairs. And the 50 million pairs of shoes, people aren't looking at that. They're just coming there to, for friends. So. Yeah, I love that. So if, if we're looking for community, where do you think, what's the best place to start? A life group? Yeah. Here's the thing is you can't. Shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. You can't be upset because you feel like no one's reaching out to you if you're not connected to a group of people to reach out to you. Right. That's good. Right. Yeah. So people don't know. They're not, they can't look at your face and go, mm, I bet that person right there, she needs, she needs someone. Because yeah. if you looked at my face, you'd be like, she's not really friendly. But, Bless her heart. <laughs> but I really am. <laughs> it's really just my face, so. <laughs> but I mean, it's true. Like, yeah. you have to be connected in order to connect, so. Right. No, that's great. Yeah, if you're just walking through the doors and every Sunday and punching the clock, so to speak, and showing up and hearing a fantastic message from a Pastor Darian or Pastor Taylor or any of our amazing pastors that we have on staff here, I mean, that's great. You're getting the word of God and good for you. But if you're not pouring out into someone else's life and you're not doing what God intended for you, come on. Like, you can get poured into and overflow with his blessings, but the next part of that is pouring into someone else. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And we were talking uh, the other night, um, you know, preparing for this. We, don't, we didn't want it to feel like a, a, life, a commercial for life groups. Um, but at the same time, we wanted you to understand what it, what it means to be planted in a community and, and how important it is. And so uh, we were just thinking through, like, if, if your kids, if you're embarrassed sometimes in public by your kids... We have a life group for that, you know, a, right. a good parenting life group for that. That's it'd, and it be, won't get you arrested. It'd be a great, it'd be a great place to start, you know. If yeah. if and, and Katie and Jamie talk about uh, this doom cycle and, and this doom loop of, of marriages where it seems like you're doing good and then you kind of spin out of control, and that's what we're actually doing the same life group. Um, and that's what that's what our marriage life groups are for. These are the places where we start. It's it's not it's not about a commercial. It's about we, we, we have life groups to help you, you know, to live out what God's called you to live, to, to have the pure marriage that God has intended for you, to have kids um, that, that aren't 
an embarrassment. You know, that's not, that's not our motivation, obviously, but a little bit it is. <laughs> well, I've, I've sat in Texas Roadhouse and watched my kid throw a, a, a roll on the ground and scream a little bit. You know, like, we've, we've been there. We've been there. It's, it's, it's a learning curve, um, but we want to help. You know, we want to, it doesn't have to be that way. Your marriage doesn't have to have a, have a doom loop. And, and so that's really what this is about is, is being planted in community is so much more than just a commercial for life groups. It's, it's necessary to your life. Um, and, and really, like, we were talking, and, and we feel like there's people that come in, and it's like I've been in life group after life group after life group, but, but I feel like I'm missing something. What, what would you say to those, those people? Well, um, the nice version is you've, you have spent long enough in a life group learning. Now it's time to step out of the boat. Yeah. Um, leading a life group is literally just inviting people over to your home and creating an environment. Yeah. Um, ours is you come in, you watch a video, and we talk about it. So, we break bread together, we eat together. Yeah, I mean, we do. Here's the thing is I feel like everybody gets comfortable around food. So Clearly. if you have something to start off with, a little conversation piece, then when you go in, you're not as guarded. Yeah. You're just going to go in and hang out with some people, talk about things that you're going through, they're going to, and realize they probably are going through the same thing. So, I mean, Proverbs says iron sharpens iron. Those are the people that you need in your life. You need people that you can lean on that pour into you just as much as you pour into others. So, that's good. it's time to lead. Time to lead. Yeah. It's time to lead. If I'm on stage, somebody else can lead a live group, okay? Right. <laughs> right. Get out of that comfort zone. And yeah. um, right now, we... Which is, we have a good problem and, and, a, and a bad problem at the same time. The good issue is uh, a lot of our life groups are at capacity. Um, you know, we want to we keep them a certain size so that we can actually uh, accomplish what needs to happen in, in the life group. Uh, but the other issue is, is we've got all of you guys that are still looking for a group. And, and they said it, and, and I was talking to, to my wife the other day, and, and, and it's the same, same statement that's being made is we got a lot of people that – they just want to receive, want to receive, want to receive, want to receive. But you've been receiving for years. Yeah. Um, you've, you've heard the word. And, and there's, a, there's a certain point in life where you just got to make the decision to do what God's actually called you to do. And that's to teach. Um, it's, it's, to, it's to take that risk and, and help others. That's, that's step four of our spiritual journey. Live out what you believe. Well, you're equipped enough. And I think a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't have the right words to say. I don't, I don't know if I'm qualified enough. And, and, and we hear this over and over, but I think about the Apostle Paul when uh, he was, you know, killing Christians and then six days later preaching about the goodness of God. Come on. Come on, six days? What did he know? He knew that Jesus radically saved his life. He was on the wrong path, but now he knows who Jesus is. And I may not know a whole lot else about Jesus, but I know that he saved my life. Come on, that's where it starts right there. He was willing to start where he was and then wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And so if we can encourage you with anything, start where you are. Yeah. Um, and Pastor Darian says this frequently. He says, a lot of you have already forgotten more about the goodness of God than most people will ever know. Yeah. We got a responsibility to, to reach some people, to show them um, maybe your marriage was rough and you've came out of it. Come on, step up. And, and uh, we have two marriage life groups right now. Both are full. But we got some marriages that are, that are, that are needing a, a life group leader to come in and, and, and help them get past the, the doom loop. We've got one parenting life group right now. And uh, it's, open. It's, it's open. 
but it should be closed. Come on, you know, like we, we need some help with our kids. There's, and there's no shame in it. You know, there's, there's no shame in it. Like, get some help. Like, that is what community is for. And uh, come on, would you guys give it up for Katie and Jamie? Thank you for coming out. And, and they're, they're showing you guys what it looks like. And, uh, you know, we asked them to come on staff, uh, I think, in October. And uh, Katie's face was, don't talk to me. That's, that's what she, she's like. She, her, her, I could see the answer. And I was like, pray about it. Pray about it. I don't need it. Don't tell me na- now because I know what the answer is now. We will talk about it next week. And, and what they're doing is they've just stepped out of their comfort zone, and, and we're watching um, God doing some incredible things in, in their life and, and through their leadership. I mean, we got a lot of life groups going on, and, and a lot of them are folding, and, and they're leading it well. But I was, this morning, I, I remember this passage in, in Exodus, because I believe there's still two, two groups of people in the room. And in Exodus, the children of God, the Israelites, had been in slavery for over 400 years. And... You know, it's miserable. At this point, there's not a generation that remembers what it was like to be free. And in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, it says, The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt, and I've heard them cry because of their slave drivers. I'm concerned about their suffering. I'm concerned about their suffering. He says, So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians And to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites. And and, and he goes on. But what I find interesting is it's been over 400 years that they've been enslaved to Egypt. Why now? Why is is God just just now delivering them? And, And he says it. It's because I've heard their cry now. What God was waiting on was a cry for help. It took 400 years for them to cry out and say, God, I'm I'm stuck. And we got two groups of people in the room. We got the group of people who, you've been enslaved for a long time. And that's the only reality that you know. But I think about James chapter 5. It says, confess your sins to Jesus, and he's faithful to forgive you. But then when you confess them to one another, come on, there's healing and there's freedom that occurs there. Which brings you to the second person. Because the Israelites cried out, God, deliver us, deliver us, deliver us. God's plan was not to strike down um, Pharaoh with a lightning bolt, not to snap his finger, not to bust a cap from heaven. His, His plan was Moses. The Israelites are crying out, God, we need help. We're we're enslaved. It took us 400 years to cry out, but now we're tired of of our marriage being in the doom loop. We're tired of being uh, unsure of what to do with these kids. We're tired of being alone in our life. We're tired of this depression that's weighing down on us. We're we're tired of of going back to the substance to get us through life. We're, We're tired of being enslaved. What's God's response? It's not the snap of his finger. He's looking for someone who would show up and be a deliverer. Come on, he's looking. Come on, second group of people. You've been out wandering. You've been out just coming in and and, and attending church and, and, and punching the clock. Listen, God's got so much more in store for you. 
Moses was in the back of the wilderness because he, he killed an Egyptian. Why? Because he was mistreating an Israelite. He showed up as, when, he, when he fled from Egypt and, and, and he shows up and he sees these, these women and they're, they're, they're at a well and, and these shepherds come up and, and, and they're messing with the, these women and, and Moses steps in and, and, and he defends the women. What was, what's inside of him is a rescuer that was being misused. And God's, God's like, listen, I know you're running because you're ashamed of the past. Listen, I know, I know you haven't stepped up to lead a life group because you're ashamed of where you came from. But maybe you've just misused the gift I've actually placed inside of you. It's not the murderer in you. What that was was the rescuer I placed in you because I got a plan for you. Well, there's two groups of people in the room. Some of you, you've been enslaved to your current situation for way too long, and it just seems like the reality that you're living in. Can I tell you God's got a better reality for you? Well, God's got a better, a better hope and a better plan for you. Just take the step. Get plugged into a life group. Here's the, here's the truth about, about freedom from sin and forgiveness from sin. is when we confess it to Jesus, he forgives it that second. But then there's a process of you forgiving you. And we call that freedom. And we've got freedom life groups that will help you walk through that. How to help you forgive you. Listen, God's not holding that over you. The moment you say, Lord, forgive me. Your sins are as far from the east as from the west. But he is waiting on you to cry out. And once you cry out, come on, we got people ready. We got people ready. But we always need more. I think about Matthew uh, chapter 9 when, when Jesus says, listen, the harvest is full. There's a lot of people they, that need some help in their marriage. You're not alone. There's a lot of people that need some help raising kids. You're not alone. There's a lot of people that are struggling with loneliness. You're not alone. But what we don't have we don't have enough people that are willing to rescue those who are suffering. Come on, can we get some people? It's not too late. Life groups start this week. Can we get some people? You, you know what Katie and Jamie's faces look like? Find them after service. Because we believe, I believe that someone in here, God's tapping on your shoulder to step up and be the answer. You look through scripture. God's answer is always in the form of a, of a man, of a woman. There's a, there's a giant who's calling out threats to the nation of Israel named Goliath. The Israelites are trembling in fear. God delivers, delivers, delivers. David shows up. David shows up. Israelites crying out, God, we've been in slavery for years. Delivers, delivers. Moses shows up. Come on, when we, when we choose not to live in community, is we're, we're turning our back on someone who's been praying for help, and you're the help they've been praying for. You're the answer they've been looking for. It's time to live out what we believe. Come on, somebody. It's time to live out what we believe. And, and I'm going to pray over you guys, and, and I'm just going to pray some, I'm going to pray courage and some, some bold prayers, because a lot of us, I know it's, it, it, it takes some boldness to step out. We're not denying that. It takes some courage to open up your house to people. It, it, it takes a little bit, and we recognize you, there's, there's, there's going to be a little bit of this, what are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? And so I, we just want to pray. I'm just going to pray over you. Maybe you're in the room, and, and you've been putting up with the, the slavery for too long. I just, I'm going to pray over you because we believe that this semester of life groups, again, it's, it's, it's more than a commercial. We believe in it. Acts chapter 2. 
They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, but then they gathered in each other's homes. What was going on? It was a community. It was freedom. It was hope. And we believe that this is the year that you find freedom, you find hope, you find restoration. Come on, your marriage gets out of the doom loop. We believe that this is the year that your kids turn around, that they listen. This is the year that, that, you're, that, that substance is gone for good. Come on, you've tried doing it on your own. We're going to hold you accountable. Here's the good news is Jesus has done the hard part. He died for you and he rose again. He's already set you free. What we're going to do is we're just going to remind you of the freedom that you have in Jesus. Amen. God, we're so thankful for what you've done for us. We're so thankful for the cross. We're so thankful that you died and that you rose again. And God, we're declaring that this year, God, that 2022 will be the year that everything changed. God, the year that, that, that we've, been, we've been trapped in our current reality. But God, that this is the year we see deliverance. God, this is the year we see a turnaround. This is the year we find freedom. God, and we live in the freedom that you have for us. And we thank you for it. And Father, I pray over every person. God, whatever's holding them back. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's shame of their past. Maybe it's this, this fear of, of stepping out. Father, I pray for, for courage to fill them. But your word says that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so, God, I speak that over this church. Father, that we would have a church full of, of people who are, who are courageous and bold. And though we may not know what the next step looks like, God, we're willing to take one step and trust you in the process. And so, Father, we lift up this semester of life groups. God, do more than what we could ever imagine in our groups this year. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Oh, come on, everybody said amen, amen. One claps, we all clap. Come on, we'll give Jesus a clap. Clap of praise.